This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Those of you still sitting in the airport, how you doing? You all right? Nearly 17,000 flights were delayed. More than 1,400 were canceled over this past Independence Day weekend. Yay! So if you're still at the airport, I mean, I am so sorry, but I hope you're okay. I mean, I asked how you're doing. I expected you to, you know, just say, I'm okay. I'm just waiting here. But it wouldn't surprise me if you said, uh, I'm not good at all. I want to get to where I'm going. The good news is, and I know that there was, you know, the glitch at American Airlines that had, you know, pilots dropping trips. So they had, you know, a number of flights <laughs> canceled. American says it was a glitch. We've got everything under control. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, uh, has addressed the chaos and he's on it. He is on it for you and me. Um, he has, well, he's called on the airlines to do better. So everything is going to be fine. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> what would you do if you looked in your bank account and your check this month was 300 times more than you usually get? (laughs) What would you do? Do you report it? Do you withdraw it? Do you just leave it there and pretend like it didn't happen and hope that nobody catches it? I think that's probably your best bet is to just pretend like it's there. I mean, pretend like you just don't know it. That's just there. That's the way it is. You know, that's the money that's in my account. Well, this happened to an employee in Chile, Chile, and uh, apparently he went to the company and said, hey, um, looks like uh, I got this massive chunk of change in my bank account. Uh, You know, is that a, is that a, that's a problem, right? And they said, yeah, uh, it is. And he said, okay, well, I'll give the money back to you tomorrow. And when tomorrow came, he was gone. He withdrew all the funds and no one has spoken to him since. He's just gone. Now they attempted to, you know, make contact with him. And in the story, it says they were contacted by the man's lawyer saying that he had resigned from his position. Apparently he has a lawyer now. The guy makes like $700 a month, the equivalent to $700 a month in the United States of America. And which is less than what is the average take-home pay in Chile, according to this story. So I'm amazed that he's got an attorney. But uh, he does, according to the story. And the attorney said, yeah, he's resigned from his position. (laughs) They're just busy looking for the guy now. Oh, okay. I guess uh, he's going to be charged 
if they find him or maybe he is charged and they just have to find him to actually give him the charges with misappropriation of funds. He didn't misappropriate any funds. You gave him, you were the ones who misappropriated the funds. He just decided that he didn't want to give it back. Now, that's a really, that's a whole different thing. We hear stories all the time about people getting, you know, a mistaken amounts of money into their accounts. And sooner or later, it catches up to you because the bank or the companies realize, hey, uh, we, what happened to that extra $229,300? What happened to that? Wasn't it, Where did it go? Oh, we paid Bill uh, 230000 He was only supposed to get seven hundred. That's a little bit of an issue. So, you know, sooner or later, I, you know, it comes around. That's, that's different than finding money. That's different than, you know, if you find money, you just keep your mouth shut and put it in the closet and use it to buy food and put gas in your car with cash, buy some shoes, buy the kids some clothes and continue to use the incoming regular money to pay your bills. And you, you know, you, you don't, you just don't say anything. All right. That's, that's free money. This is a little bit different. What he did, you know, I mean, he knew, he went to them and said, hey, there's a problem. And then he decided, yeah, you know what? It's, I'm just going to take the money and get out of here. Really, really a different thing. I, it'd be tough not to do what he did. Uh, no question. Although, if you're going to do what he did, like withdraw the money and leave, which is tough, you probably need to not tell the company that you know they screwed up. There was a screw up in your account because now the red flags are everywhere, right? So you probably just need to take it and not say anything and go. That's why I think, you know, you just pretend like it's not there and you go buy a few things and then sooner or later they come back. You don't say anything. And sooner or later they go, hey, uh, you did, did, did you notice that we paid you 230000 instead of seven hundred? What? I thought that was my new salary. I thought it was a bonus from the company. Yeah, we're going to need that money back. All right, well, I spent some of it, so I'll give you back what I didn't spend, and we'll call it even. Probably get away with it. Probably be fine. But to just take it all, yeah, that's a, that's a mistake. It, but it'd be tough. It'd be really hard not to withdraw it and go away. Especially if you've been used to living on 700 bucks a month, and now you've got $230,000, um, I'm guessing that that's a step up. So wherever he goes, he's going to be living a tad bit better than he was. And he could live for a long time, continuing the lifestyle that he was already on. So I'm sure that's what he thought about when he decided to withdraw the money and disappear. Speaking of disappearing with a lot of money, I see someone in Vermont won the Powerball. Over the past weekend, $366.7 million. Congratulations. Uh, I'm sure the tax bill will come due in uh, Vermont, but uh, oh well. You're going to get uh, the cash option is $208.5 million. <laughs> so after the taxes and everything else, uh, you know, uh, you're going to end up with $100 million, Something like that. Maybe $110 million, $120 million. Something like that. Uh, I would hope for more. And maybe that's an argument to take the, uh, you know, to take the yearly payment for 30 years. But I never would do that. Uh, you don't know if it's going to be around. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, even if, even if you have to, you suffer 
say, yeah, I won $366.7 million. And after I took the cash payout and paid the taxes, I ended up with $100 million. Um, okay, uh, that's still a pretty good day. Uh, really a pretty good day. And there's still all kinds of uh, lottery tickets out there that has no one has claimed. I mean, they're talking about uh, another Mega Millions million dollar ticket is about to expire. And there's a lot of people that win a million dollars from these Powerballs and Mega Million drawings. I mean, the Mega Millions today, for those of you listening live, today is the 5th of July, 2022. The Mega Millions drawing is tonight. Uh, seven five at eleven p.m. for three hundred and seventy million dollars. The Powerball now. The next Powerball is only I don't know. That's for tomorrow for thirty-five million. <laughs> thirty-five million. <laughs> Cash value twenty million. After taxes, what are you going to take home? Ten million. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do with that? Nothing. Buy a trailer still? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so good luck. Good luck. I hope someone wins. Boy, do I hope someone wins. I was looking at the chart for unclaimed Mega Million and Powerball jackpots. And it's go. this chart goes from 2002, it has 2003, then it jumps to 2006, then it jumps to 2011, and then it jumps to 2013. So in 2002, $119 million went unclaimed. Wow. Uh, then it dropped in 2003 to $46 million. Then And that's still a lot. 2006 dropped to 31 million. Then in 2011, it jumps back up to 77 million. And then in 2013, way down to 17 million. Uh, just amazing that people would, you know, uh, not claim their tickets. And I understand how it's possible. You lose a ticket, it gets stuck in the seat of the car cushion and the couch. It's up in the cupboard where you set your tickets and you, you know, you pull them down and there's one sitting there that you don't check and it, you don't see it till you move or clean the cupboards, whichever comes first. And, uh, you know, there it is and you don't claim it. But it, if you're looking at it like that, you realize that, uh, you know, they, when you go to check, it says, uh, you know, that there was, you know, an, a million dollar winner in whatever state won the money. And if it's the state where you bought your ticket, then you have to think to yourself, maybe it's me. And you look for that ticket. <laughs> I mean, I, I was really incredible to me that someone would let that happen, but it does. So if you have tickets laying around, get them, check them out. You only have so much time. You know, there's only some states uh, give you 90 days. Some states, I think, give you 180 days. The length of time uh, depends on the state where you purchase the tickets but i think it's mostly 180 days i think that's a general time frame so get to it get to it all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh. ah. Congratulations are in order to Jaws, Joey Jaws Chestnut, who wins another 
battle at Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Here's George Shea with the announcement. The 15 time champion of the world with 63 Nathan's famous hot dogs and buns. Look on his works, ye mighty and despair, for he has surpassed the kings of Egypt, and the rock on which he stands is not a rock. It is the United States of America. Think about it. With 63 Nathan's famous hot dogs and buns for his 15th championship, Joey Chestnut! Think about it. <laughs> Congratulations to Joey Chestnut. I will say a little disappointing, though. Uh, you know, congratulations, and I'm a 15-time world champion, I get it, and he's eaten, you know, a record of 1,152 combined hot dogs, uh, you know, is his storied career, I mean, eating as much as you can, as fast as you can, that's, uh, that's pretty American, <laughs> that is, uh, God bless the United States of America for that right there, but, let me uh, just say that 63 in 10 minutes uh, for Joey. Uh, he's slipping a little bit. I know he's still number one. He's got the championship and all, and he's got the mustard belt. But, uh, you know, I mean, his own record is 76 and 63. I mean, whew, Joey, what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I know his only loss, right? His only loss was to Matt Stoney in 2015. But, uh, you know, he's, once he took down, uh, Kobayashi, uh, he was, you know, he's going strong. Plus, uh, congratulations. I guess we have to congratulate the, uh, the women's division. Uh, Miki Sudo reclaimed her title after taking a year off for her pregnancy, uh, despite, uh, sporting a wrist injury, uh, ate four hot dogs that was just, uh, short of her own personal best. So she didn't even beat her own record. What is happening? What's ha- what's going on? The COVID uh, layoff got everybody messed up. I don't know. And then I saw where uh, I think well Joey she had a wrist injury. Joey came in and uh, with the uh, crutches, and then some guy rushed the stage. And you know the guy that rushed the stage was protesting uh, Smithfield Foods, uh, exposed for animal cruelty, worker abuse, and pollution. And so he stormed the stage and ran into Joey. And uh, Joey was like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Grabbed him around. After he realized, he runs into Joey. After he realizes, Joey just grabs him around the neck, throws him down. And then he goes back to eating. I mean, that's maybe, you know, very good. Maybe that's where he lost his his, his mojo. And didn't, uh, you know, go for the record. He just went for the win. Anyway, congratulations. For, uh, for for their championships, another championships, uh, Joey Chestnut and uh, Miki Sudo. That's a, you know I I envy these people who can uh, speed eat like this man. I've said many times I can't. Uh, I've I've been in, I think I've been in one or two you know contests like that where you know you have to eat the most. And I just I'm not a speed eater. I am like the Kenyan of eating. Okay, I'm I'm going for distance. I'm going for distance. <laughs> I'm not going for, you know, I'm not going for speed, uh, speed and quick. I'm going for distance. That's me. I'm the Kenyan of food eating. That's me. Got a ton of emails uh, sent to me, uh, sent to the show, uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com over the extended weekend. And we'll get to those uh, in a moment. But first, let me tell you about Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, lately, you know, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, well, 
murder podcast. That's <laughs> what I, I listen to a lot of murder. But sure, I listen to a lot of music, and you know. But I love the I love the serial killer murder podcast. And uh, one of the things that uh, has been great about it is that uh, I listen to them with my Raycon wireless earbuds. I know I love them. Uh, Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are really comfortable, and they are not going to budge once they're in your ears. Trust me. Raycon offers three sound profiles to match what you're listening to, plus noise isolation and awareness mode, so you can choose to be immersed in the sound or be able to hear your surroundings when you need it. I don't know that I've ever used that. Uh, I I like to be in the noise isolation area of my life, but it's possible that uh, you know at some point I will need to use the awareness mode. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Then, when you need to charge, super easy. You can even do it wirelessly. And this is huge. With Raycons, you get the same quality audio as other premium audio brands, but at half the price. Yes, really. But that doesn't mean they won't last. I've seen people talking about their Raycons falling from three stories, getting lost in uh, rain and snowstorms, and still working afterwards. And I know they last uh, through uh, being used by teenagers since uh, mine used them. That's why I ordered another pair. That's sick of asking where my Raycons were. It's no wonder Raycon uh, Everyday Earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews check out raycon's wireless earbuds my guess is is that you're going to want to leave them a five-star review as well go to buyraycon.com slash jeffy you're going to get 15 percent off your raycon order buyraycon.com slash jeffy today go there today and get 15 percent off your raycon order buyraycon.com slash jeffy to score 15 percent off b-u-y R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash J-E-F-F-Y. Go there today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. Buy Raycon.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's get to the emails that I had sent to me uh, over this uh, extended weekend. Some were very enlightening. Others, eh, uh, I got an email worker at uh, a prison. Uh, and it, uh, he was reminding me that it's correctional officer, not guard. Okay? We don't work at the mall guarding items. We supervise inmates. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got it. All right. Back off me. And he was a he or she. I don't know what, uh, what they identify as. Uh, reminded me that uh, the inmates are now supposed to be called customers, offenders, or residents because apparently inmate is a derogatory term and may hurt their feelings. So, you know, they're pissed because, uh, you know, the inmates uh, get their feelings hurt, but uh, correctional officers get called guards and no one says a word. So just remember, it's correctional officer, not guard. Okay? All right. (laughs) I'm sorry, okay, Mr. Correctional Officer. Email from Eric. There are a lot of things I've learned from your show and probably nothing more important than your Ketchup Jeffy hack. 
Uh, steak and Shake was out of... Yeah, I was just thinking about Steak and Shake the other day. I haven't had Steak and Shake in a long time. Anyway, I digress. Steak and Shake was out of the ketchup cups. So thankfully, I remembered your fast food wisdom and grabbed a cup and filled that bad boy up. Thanks for saving the day. Love this show. Well, and then he sent a picture of the family and the cups. You're welcome. Uh, I also uh, remember uh, giving you this hack that you could use in case of emergency when you're going to a fast food uh, restaurant and they, you know, like uh, Wendy's. I use them for an example because they're famous at being stingy with the packets and yet they have the big pumps out at the counter for you to fill up the little cups. They always give you a free cup for water. Uh, you know, you say, oh, I need a glass of water, uh, you know, whether you buy a soda or a frosty or whatever you get, but I need a glass of water and they'll give you a, you know, a plastic cup. It's not a glass by the way, but I need a cup of water. And, uh, they give you the, the it's a smaller plastic cup, perfect size for a lot of ketchup and then take one of the small tops and it fits right on, uh, the water cup and you're good to go, uh, for your takeout ketchup to take with you wherever you go. You're welcome. Email from Jesse, a man in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, is wanted for stealing books from the public library at Knife Point. It's been years since I've gone in a public library, but I'm pretty sure you can still borrow books for free, right? So does this qualify for Stupid Criminal Award? Well, yes, but when you read the actual story, the guy, when it, first of all, I got to say this, uh, you know, you get the books for free, but you need some kind of identification and you can't, you gotta be a, you have to live in the area. It's some kind of weird rules now. So, I mean, anybody can go in and read, I mean, anybody can go in and read what they want. Uh, we just can't check them out. But apparently this, uh, this guy put in a couple of dozen books in his backpack and then was uh, trying to walk out of the library. And they said, uh, Hey, uh, how about checking out those books? And he said, no, and tapped the knife he was carrying on his side. <laughs> so I'm sure every librarian in the country would say, okay, go ahead. You got me. Go ahead. So maybe he's going to sell them. Uh, maybe he's trying to make a little money to eat with. I don't know. You know, that's why you would take the library books like that. But uh, there's still, he's this uh, criminal, this madman criminal is still on the loose. He's wearing a gray t-shirt with blue around the sleeves and neck. And Kyle police are busy looking for this criminal who stole books. Armed, armed robbery from the library in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Then I got a couple of emails that, uh, you know, one was, one I want to I wanna say, uh, maybe I'll listen to the show. All right, here's, here's this. Hey, Jeffy, here's another uh, show to binge on. Gritty and cold. Um... And the show is zero, zero, zero. Yeah, I've already talked about it, okay? I love the show. I told people of this audience to watch it. I don't know where you've been. I appreciate you coming on board to Chewing the Fat. Uh, make sure you tell your friends and neighbors to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. I appreciate it. But, you know, I, I did tell you about zero, zero, zero. And uh, I, I was watching a terminal list on Prime with Chris Pratt. I'm not finished. I have a couple episodes left. Uh, but, you know, it's been really good. I'll give you a full review when I finish it. Uh, I did watch, start watching uh, Joe Pickett on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, there's 10 episodes. Nine are already dropped. I was really bummed. I thought it was all 10. 
um, and I got to the ninth, and I and if I'd have realized that the tenth one wasn't there, I wouldn't have watched the ninth one. I would have waited so that I could watch the last two at the same time. But so I, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to finish it off, and I got done with nine, and then there's no ten. Oh, what the hell? I'm so bummed. So I got to wait for the tenth one to uh, get Joe Pickett. He's a game warden, not a park ranger. And uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's kind of, uh, you know, Yellowstone-ish. This is kind of where the, the show that uh, Costner wanted to do about uh, what was happening in the national parks, kind of along those lines. Uh, it was interesting. It, it was worth a watch. I finished Godfather of Harlem. What, uh, man, I really liked Godfather of Harlem. I mean, Forrest Whitaker is great as Bumpy Johnson. Nigel Thatch plays Malcolm X. He is awesome as Malcolm X. The story, Godfather of Harlem, has a lot, uh, a, a timeline with Malcolm X as well. Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, it's got some great characters. There's great actors in the show. Really good. And uh, there's two seasons. I'm guessing I was told there's going to be a season three. Uh, it's been renewed. But, uh, you know, who knows when they're going to start shooting it. I guess it's supposed to start shooting season three this summer. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I mean, I hope it does. Uh, but the first two seasons were really, really worth watching. And then, uh, you know, you have, you know, Dark Winds and Old Man and Only Murders in the Building. Uh, those are, you know, weekly shows now. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to. I, it's tough for me to, I want to just watch it all. So they're only dropping one or two episodes a week. I know that uh, uh, Only Murders dropped two. I think they're going to drop two each week, which is which is okay. I'm all right with that. But Dark Winds and Old Man are just dropping once a week. And it's just like, so much. <laughs> just give me the shows, would you please? Please just drop the shows. Like the podcast Serial Killer. That we talked about, I interviewed Ann McInerney, and it's about, uh, what's his face, the baby killer, the abortion doc, Kermit Gosnell. I mean, I just want to hear them all. Four, four have dropped already. I think we saw, we said in the interview there was going to be six. I think there's six episodes. The first four are awesome, great. I just want to hear them, though. I mean, I listen to them, I just want to hear them. Let's go, I just want to drop them. And so, you know, I'm left waiting in the wind. That's all, I'm left waiting in the wind. And uh, then I got a couple of emails that looked like I'm going to make some money. Uh, I'm a little excited. I got an email from Barrister Oscar Smith uh, under the heading of Urgent Claim. Attention. Hope this message reaches you sound and safe. Been really worried over the non-reply of the information I released to your family. Kindly confirm to me if you have received it or not. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, subject uh, reference our file number 342 us 4.7 million which is about late engineer brad's inheritance estate claim oh yeah i haven't responded to that because I, I didn't see it uh i'm attorney oscar smith and i happen to be his personal legal counsel and a witness to him the day he made the last deposit investment savings account before his demise I need you to stand as the next of kin beneficiary. You are on the list of the only family surviving members considered most likely to be related to the late engineer Brad, and it's my prerogative to ensure that you understand what is at stake and to ensure success. Please note that this proposal needs quick audience. As you can see, it's very important you confirm the receipt of the above subject sent from our law firm chamber. Full name, contact address, telephone, nationality, date of birth, marital status, occupation. 
Okay. Uh, I need the above listed information from you for reconfirmation and verification to enable our law firm to proceed with the processing of all legal documents by the federal high court, which you will be submitting to the bank as the authentic next of kin beneficiary to this fund estate while we file for the inheritance claim application. Please, please feel free to call or text me if you need further verbal clarifications. Thanks for your cooperation and endeavor to treat this matter as urgent with utmost confidentiality while they await your quick and swift response. Oh my gosh, that's utmost confidentiality. I probably shouldn't have shared it with you. Warm regards, Barrister Oscar Smith. And he gives me an email address and a telephone number and a WhatsApp number and attorney at law at the end. So I could be looking at, uh, you know, some money. <laughs> and uh, man, Barrister Oscar Smith is out there working for me. All I need to do is give him all my information. So, uh, maybe I'll text him. You know, maybe I'll just call Barrister Oscar and say, Hey, what up, brah? Can't you just send me the $4.7 million? And I don't think I'm going to do that either. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So today's the day. July 5th, 2022, Brad Thor's Rising Tiger hits the streets where you can get it, where you don't have to pre-order. You don't have to do that nasty bradthor.com pre-order. It should be on the racks. How are you, Brad Thor? Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Thanks, Jeff. I'm doing great. Doing great. It's You know what? You would think all these, it's like 20 years I've been at this, and it's still just exciting the day you come out with a new book. It's, it's so, still so much fun. So this is what, book eight? 150, 851, something like that, 851, right? 851, you're good. Yes, yeah. very good. That's what I thought. I thought I was yeah. right on that. Yep. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I loved it. Another great read, of course. Uh, another fun read for Scott to be uh, back on the road. Now, when last, uh, the last book, we were based, you know, in uh, Finland and we had Russia and we're still obviously involving China with that, but it was in that neck of the woods. Now, uh, in Rising Tiger, we're in uh, India, and of course, China is involved again. Amazing how that happens. Um, but you were, you know, you were ahead of the curve, not by much, uh, on what was happening in uh, in Europe. And now, I mean, it seems like you're probably not far off the curve with what's happening in today's world with Rising Tiger. Um, so when do you just start, uh, writing, uh, faction or factual books other than faction? Well, you know, and, and I love this term faction cause you don't know where the facts end and the fiction begins. Right. Uh, and with rising tiger, I, it was actually a newspaper article two summers ago 
a group. So the opening scene in Rising Tiger, that really happened. Two summers ago, Chinese troops came over the Himalayas into this uh, disputed border region with India. And since 1996, there's been an agreement. No firearms are allowed in this area because they don't want it to heat into a war. And but Lord this knows time- we're going to follow agreements. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> when the Chinese are involved. Absolutely. They're going <laughs> to. But follow. they do. But they do. Uh, well, this time, yes. they didn't bring firearms, but they made their own weapons, as you saw in the book. Iron rods studded with spikes and baseball bats Amazing. with barbed wire. It's like something out of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And there was a six-hour hand-to-hand melee in the Himalayas. And I'm just the, the devastation of people being thrown off of cliffs into thousand-foot drops. And I said, this is amazing. And the more I looked at that part of the world, I realized, number one, uh, no, none of my contemporaries had set a thriller there. And I thought, okay, that's a cool area to exploit. And number two, I was fascinated by the fact that America may be the oldest democracy, but India is the world's largest. And they're a natural ally for us, particularly now with the international pariah Russia has become to get into India and and tighten it up. So the premise behind the book, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we tried to create an Asian version of NATO? And you know, the Chinese would go nuts if we tried to do that. Absolutely. India is the same threat to China on their doorstep that Putin saw Ukraine and the democracy in Ukraine. So it was just too fertile, that ground, not to go in there and and set a thriller there. So that's, uh, it was hard though, Jeffy. I've never been to India. I couldn't go because the Delta uh, variant was, and I like to go and be on the ground in these places, but the Delta variant was terrible. And my wife's a doctor and she said, listen, she said, yes, I get it. You don't want to get COVID. She said, but let's talk about what else could happen. She goes, if you get in a car accident, you're not getting into a hospital. They're overwhelmed. She said, you could fall and break your leg at the hotel. You're not going to get into a hospital. So I ended up reaching out to a bunch of spies and special operations people that I know that have been in that part of the world and been to these locations to get real interesting color details from them. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. I would, it makes me want to go uh, to India. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I ever really thought about, you know, hey, you know, that's someplace I need to go. But uh, as you're reading it, you're like, well, yeah, I could go there. That sounds like fun. That sounds like it would be, you know, I'm not looking to kill anyone or be killed. So, uh, you know, it sounds like it might be fun. All right. So as I'm uh, perusing through uh, Rising Tiger, I put some post-it notes here just to uh, remind myself of uh, some things that I really enjoyed, Um, like uh, the uh, red hot screwdriver through a butterfly's wing. Um, Has that, have you ever seen that happen? Have you ever seen that happen? That is a a beautiful analogy. Yeah. I love it. It wasn't me though. Wasn't me. Wasn't you? All right. Wasn't me. That's fine. That's fine. Plus, I uh, I was noticing uh, a string of pearls. Yep. Uh, faction. Uh, that's real. That's yeah. real. The Chinese uh, naval bases the road, and the right? places. Yeah. So this yeah. has to do. The Belt and Road Initiative is is largely on land, and then the string of pearls is doing the same thing. So they have basing agreements and things like that, and even right. commercial shipping uh, port agreements that can eventually be militarized. So I was fascinated by right. that. That's incredible. No, so yeah. with the uh, with the new uh, NATO gathering between uh, India and uh, Australia and <laughs> and Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're seeing uh, it. How much of your world changes when you go back to the past? The last book, where I mean, we're now allowing Finland and Switzerland as Sweden. NATO. Yeah. Or Sweden. Yeah. That changes the game 
over there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It shows you how badly Putin calculated, right? Not only has he seen yeah. at least a third of his fighting forces, probably more at this point, wiped out and all their precision guided munitions are gone. So they got to drop these big dumb bombs and hit shopping malls right. with them. Uh, but yeah, the, he really misjudged it. And the last thing he wanted was Sweden. Uh, Sweden had one foot in. They were kind of half pregnant. But Finland, boy, yeah. that was a shocker that they came in. And it's, and it's almost as if uh, now that that happens, I mean, I, and I don't want it to happen, but uh, just stepping aside from Rising Tiger for a moment, uh, it's almost like that's our way of getting boots on the ground because they're right next door. Man, something bad's going to happen, and we're going to have boots on the ground. Man, it's just going to happen. And as, as the Pentagon has war-gamed going to war with Russia, one of the concerns was is that if Finland was not in NATO, that they wouldn't let us base there. So we've got Norway, and we base in Norway. Right. But if we ever had an issue where uh, the Russians tried to take, and that was my book Spymaster a few summers ago, if they ever try to take one of the Baltic NATO states, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, or Estonia, uh, the RAND Corporation war-gamed it like a thousand times, and we lost every time, and Putin wow. won. And part of that was that we didn't have Finland on our side. That was always an issue. They were going to remain neutral and stay out of it. But now with Finland in, it makes it much harder for Putin to uh, to to make a move on one of those Baltic you know, states. I feel like we're over we're overestimating the the strength of Russia. Oh, I we definitely like, did. I feel Absolutely. like we're 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 you know the the great fighting days of the Soviet Union. In those days, I mean, Ukraine was fighting for them, and now Ukraine is fighting for them. I don't know. It's just I feel like we've overestimated. I don't know that Putin wants any of us. Uh, he doesn't want any of us, but he would love and He's proven it. He, you know, he's got this Peter the Great strategy. He wants to knit back together the, right. the Russian Empire. So he wants to go back into these former uh, states, these satellites and things like that. Like he'd love to take Georgia. I mean, he went after Georgia under George yeah. W. Bush and here the whole Ukraine thing. I was actually stunned. I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought it was saber rattling and I was I thought so too. blown away. I got to be honest. I'd like to say I called it. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to do it. Yeah, I did. I don't think I honestly believed he would do it either. But, you know, here we go. All right. So one mistake I saw in the book uh, <laughs> uh, was uh, Hold on, let me get my let me get my pen yeah, here. This needs to this needs to be typed out. I, you know what? I'll just I'll just email you, Brad. Don't worry about it. You don't need to do that. <laughs> um, where it talks about uh, you have a man here uh, working for uh, the Carlton Group, uh, Wes Sutton, who is uh, renewing his subscription to The Blaze. Uh, in the book, which, you know, fantastic. Thank you. However, he's not using the promo code Jeffy, which uh, I got some some time off. That seems to be a mistake in the writing. That is a mistake. Was that edited out? Was that an issue? We had had a space shortage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, There's not a lot of paper. It's hard to come by during COVID. So, yeah, we had a space issue. I apologize. Uh, I'll get that updated for the digital version, though. I can push that out tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I do love uh, throughout the book, uh, the music that's uh, a part of the book is so, so great. Um, It just brings and my gosh, uh, when you start talking about uh, who no one talks about the bar case, you know, I I can go back a thousand years and I was managing a record store uh, during the days that the bar case and cool and the gang and earth with fire and all those guys were. Uh, you know, was all, uh, you know, huge, huge stars and uh, nobody remembers, I mean, really, uh, except for, you know, people who look back at history and go, oh yeah, the Bark Hayes. Yeah. When you start thinking about great bands, you don't think, oh yeah, the Bark Hayes. 
No, and that's why I wanted to do it. So uh, to, I needed to create that character that Harvath would have guide him through India, right? And so it's right. this ex-cop that uh, I, and that's something I learned doing this book, Jeff, is that I didn't know that at our embassies, we actually do hire local retired cops who can help navigate the local uh, yeah, police right. force. So Great I wanted idea, to create, actually. It's brilliant, right? The old boy network, he knows everybody. And I wanted to create an Indian version of Sean Connery in The Untouchables, but with a better sense of humor. <laughs> and I thought, what are he and Harvath going to kind of bond over? And I thought, all right, it's either books or music. And I wanted to go with music and have him say, these are R&B groups. And Harvath say, no, these are funk the groups. Funk groups. And, awesome. he, and every both of them are right. All the bands right, that I right. that they fight over in the book can be classified as R&B and as funk. So they don't have to really like each other on that point, but they do have to appreciate that they both like the same things. It's yes. a, really yes. great. Yeah, it's a great idea. Then at the end of the book, uh, the line is, uh, he's going to take time to enjoy it. Uh, how many more books are there? <laughs> because I have a feeling that Scott isn't going to take time to enjoy it. He's not uh, going to be able to. I just signed a new contract with Simon & Schuster. This is book one of a new four-book contract. So, so and is, like is Scott here. going to be on the ISS? Is he going to go to the moon, the new moon? Yeah, uh, like point? Moonraker, What's right? happening? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been to India now. What's left? Where, yeah. where do I take him? I got to take him up to space, right? Uh, I don't – I got to tell you, I don't know. And that's what's so funny is the world is moving faster, I think, than ever yeah, before. No question about that. So I like to be ahead of the headlines. I like all my books to stay evergreen so it doesn't matter. Like I never wrote about Bin Laden because I knew eventually right. we'd capture him or kill him. Sure. But that really is the is the challenge for me as an author is how do I write about stuff uh, it, it, that people are not seeing and draw attention to it and have them go, oh, my gosh, I'd never thought about this, this and this in this part of yeah. the world. Essentially, what I end up doing, Jeff, is I'll have uh, I'll sit down with friends of mine who are in the intelligence community, special operations or law enforcement or diplomatic corps. And I'll say, what is not getting enough attention in the press? What right. keeps you up at night? And what do you think we as the United States needs to be paying better attention to? And that will be the geopolitical backdrop upon which I'll set my thriller. There'll be a problem in there for the United States and Harvath will be the solution. And that's but I haven't yeah. found that next summer set piece yet. I don't know what that is. And a lot of it's just because I, I can't figure out where we're going to be a week from now, much less uh, yeah, a I'm year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it will come to you. I, uh, I was really a fun read again, Brad Thor's rising tiger on the shelves today. I mean, you can go to bradthor.com and get it if you want. I mean, he hawks his wares there on his website and he's and got remember, promo code Jeffy for 10% off at the blaze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they can get 10% off on Brad Thor's <laughs> website, I, go for it. Give it a shot. Type it in. See if it actually See if it works. works. Yeah. If it, if it does, does it, there's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Brad, um, you honestly, I, I thought uh, you'd at least tell me that, Brad, that uh, Scott is going to go to the, the space station. So now I'm a little disappointed. So I'm just going to be done with you. Okay. Okay. That's it. Was, thanks. Last one. <laughs> Brad Thor, Rising Tiger is the latest book. I appreciate it, Brad, very much. It was another great read. And uh, if you haven't read it yet, read it it was fantastic i appreciate it Where, when's the uh uh when does the series start on prime uh, uh that, that's jack time? carr it started friday night the terminal list uh <laughs> july 1st which, which I'm, I'm only i've only got a couple more to go on it uh, it's okay 
Uh, and I've, I've been, been I've binging it. It's okay. It's all right. I've been enjoying it. It's fun. That's fun. And then Mark Mark Greeny, the Gray Man, uh, comes out in theaters uh, July fifteenth, and that movie with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling streams on Netflix on the twenty second. Mark Greeny's another great thriller author. Yeah, the yeah. Gray Man, that's called. So again, when does Scott show up? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. It's the funniest thing. What have you been thing. doing with your life, man? What is happening? I know. I just slacking, writing all the books, not paying enough attention to Hollywood. I just, I get, you know, I got to work on that motivation. It's, uh, so, I mean, are, are we, are we close or are we just working you know what? seriously? We're, no, no, no. We're, we're in a position right now where we have a showrunner, we have a director, we have oh, nice. everything. Yeah. So we're supposed to be out pitching when everybody comes back from summer vacation. So pitching to okay. all the streamers and, and that kind of a thing. That's so awesome. we'll see what happens. And that's why I'm so glad to see the terminal list doing so well. I've got yeah. high hopes for uh, for the Gray Man because uh, Jack Ryan's done very well. So it, that's a rising tide. So, and so it's is really Reacher. Good. Reacher was great. I mean, Reacher's doing Back very well. Woods. Too. Yeah, a good a, recasting but, with him. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. He's fabulous. Yeah, he yeah. did great. So I mean, you're definitely in the in the window to uh, be let in. But, no doubt about the iron's it. hot. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Brad Thor. Thank you for being on. I appreciate it. It's good to see you, my friend. The latest book, Rising Tiger. We'll see you later. Thanks, Jeff. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.